This is the Real Digital Transformation podcast series, empowering technology and business professionals to succeed with digital transformation. Now, here's your host, best-selling author and series editor of the Pearson Digital Enterprise series, Thomas Earle. The previous article we published on the Digital Enterprise newsletter, which is our LinkedIn newsletter where we publish on a regular basis and where this podcast also gets republished. In that article, which was comprised of an excerpt from the book, A Field Guide to Digital Transformation, we explored the basics, the fundamentals of customer centricity. We established transaction value versus relationship value actions. We established customer facing versus customer oriented interactions that an organization can have with customers. We establish different types of warmth in relation to our customer relationships. So we had communicative warmth where we intentionally try to make the customer interaction more positive, more personal, more meaningful. We established proactive warmth, which is us as an organization taking steps to accommodate a customer based on what we know that customer may like or need and based on the given situation the customer may be in or that we may have put the customer in due to an order not being fulfilled as expected or due to there being a problem with the customer wanting to interact online. Proactive warmth encompasses us going out of our way to make sure the customer still ends up satisfied. And proactive accommodations we make can range from a wide variety of things we do online or even sending the customer something that is meaningful to them and especially something that they may not have been expecting. So it makes an emotional impression on them. There's rewardful warmth where we build in ways for the customer to be rewarded for interacting with us to motivate them to come back and continue to want to be a longtime customer to foster loyalty. And then finally, there's exceeding warmth where we take extra steps in our routine interactions with the customer to make them satisfied and again, to make them continue to want to be our customer and foster a long-term relationship with them. All those are basic elemental aspects of how we understand customer centricity, of what we can relate to how we interact with customers. And it's a starting point for us to view our front end, our digital online interaction platform, however it may exist, how that relates to the outside world that we are here to serve and that we depend on for our business to grow and even to survive. So we established the basics, we understand what is needed, but in this podcast, I'd like to point out ways in which many organizations are still failing at accomplishing those basic elements. With digital transformations occurring with the technology innovation that we have at our disposal right now, 
there is a lot of untapped potential that we are simply not utilizing or we simply don't understand or realize how significant the improvements could be if we did take extra steps to utilize it properly. In my own mind, I like to break this down into three categories based on projects that we've been part of, based on organizations I've spoken with, both public sector, private sector organizations, based on clients we've had, based on organizations we've taught courses to on digital transformation and heard their feedback and understood what their goals were. All, all those areas that we've touched upon within the industry have given us some insight as to where things are at right now, both from a technology perspective, which is right now quite exciting, where there's a lot of activity, a lot of adoption, a lot of aggressive advancement in that regard, but the corresponding enhancements that need to be made in order for us to realize the goals of digital transformation that are strategic to our long-term growth, our long-term ability to not just grow in existing markets, but disrupt other markets, gain a foothold there, grow there as well, that's still wide open. And the distinguishing factor with all of those situations, especially in commercial markets, usually comes down to the extent to which customer centricity has been effectively realized. And a lot of organizations are under the misperception that they are accomplishing that when in fact they're only accomplishing a fraction of what they could. So I viewed it, I've looked at it, I like to break it down into three broad categories. You may have different perspectives, different opinions about this. I encourage you to share your views in the comments. But here's what I've seen. I've seen three areas. I like to call it neglectful customer centricity, which I'll explain in a minute, lazy customer centricity, and excessive customer centricity. Those are the flawed categories. Those are the categories representing flawed implementations. Of course, there is balanced customer centricity, which is accomplishing realizing a good amount of your potential in this space, which I will not talk about today. I'm going to focus on the negative aspects because I think that many organizations need to be aware of how much improvement is still available to them. So let's start with neglectful customer centricity. As I mentioned, many organizations undergoing digital transformation they view it primarily as digital technology adoption. And as a result, the emphasis is then more so on the back end, using technologies, advanced cloud computing technologies, incorporating cybersecurity practices to better protect all the new digital data they put out there to enhance and make their customers feel that the data is more secure to establish more efficiency and optimization by leveraging the enhanced automation technologies that are out there. All of those are tangible improvements. All of those provide 
ROI benefits. There's nothing to dispute that. But if that's the emphasis, if that's the extent to which your digital transformation accomplishes your goals, then you're missing out on an important opportunity to further leverage that to better distinguish yourself and be more competitive and grow in the marketplace by improving customer centricity. So organizations that focus more on the back end do little to improve the front end to think about how their business processes should be re-engineered, not just to accommodate back-end efficiencies, but to accommodate customer experience, to move away from the transaction value actions, to focus more on relationship value actions, to focus more on how their online systems establish a positive and healthy customer journey from beginning to end. And often organizations struggle with that because they are focused on individual products or product lines. And to them, it's simple. Well, we start here, the transaction's here, it ends here. What more is there to model or worry about? Organizations that have multiple products, different products, different product lines that truly undergo the organizational transformation of consolidating that into a customer-centric organizational structure, those that make that effort to undergo that process, those discoveries and realizations come about from that. And then there is an opportunity to model that out and truly understand how you will not only improve your customer relations, your customer experience, but how you can change it so dramatically that you will truly set yourself apart from other competitors that have been following the traditional product-centric approach. I see so much of this out there right now. We're still very product-centric from an online perspective. There is very little enhancements that are being made across entire industries. There are individual trailblazers that are taking giant steps in this regard. And those are the ones that see the long-term potential for doing so, because once they establish themselves, they provide not just an enhanced, but superior and altogether different customer experience that becomes more successful, then others will need time to catch up with that and scramble. And often that will lead to sacrificing some of the efficiencies on the back end because they will not have modeled it in that manner from the beginning. So here's an example. So the neglectful customer centricity is one aspect of it is simply not making a lot of enhancements or making negligible enhancements to the front end involving professionals for whom that is not their primary field of expertise to simply guess at what the customers may like or they should be happy with this new thing we're adding or looking at reports, but not giving the customer data intelligence we have to those most qualified to interpret it and then truly model an improved customer experience. We have customer experience professionals that focus just on that. But if we have developers, architects, 
even business analysts for whom that is not field of expertise, simply saying, well, this should work, this should make customers more happy, let's make this improvement here. It may result in actual improvements, it may not. It may result in features customers don't care about, but it's not taking advantage of your investment in digital transformation to truly change and provide a superior customer experience. So that's one aspect of neglectful customer centricity is simply neglecting that part of the project, that part of the initiative. Another area in which we have been neglectful sometimes is in applying customer centric enhancements the wrong way. I'll give you an example. So there's a bank, an online banking system that provides customers with the ability to check their accounts, to pay their credit card bills, to do other types of interactions. They have a notification feature that they've added. You can be notified of different things, mortgage rate, percentage increases, upcoming promotions, changes to uh, policies, whatnot. But one of the main things that customers do with this online account is pay their credit card from their checking or savings account online. It's easy, you click a few buttons, you've moved money from your savings account, you've paid your credit card bill. In the notification section in the banking app, there is no option for the customer to choose notify me when my next statement is out so that I know when to pay my bill. If I'm not receiving paper statements anymore, if I want to do everything online, it would be very handy to receive an email telling me, well, your next bill will come up in three days, make at least your minimum payment by then. And that would be very convenient. So to have a notification feature, but not to have that option is counterproductive. You've introduced a feature that is customer centric in nature, but you've not included what is perhaps the most important type of functional requirement the customer may have. And when the customer realizes that, it's normal to feel somewhat disappointed or even manipulated. Customers aren't stupid. They will see, well, why can't I be notified of that? Why is that one option omitted? And then the thought process goes, well, they may want to just generate more revenue via late payments, via interest penalties, via interest payments. So it doesn't benefit the bank to provide that option. And how will that improve your customer relations? It'll make the customer lose trust in the company. And that is something that's hard to get back once that realization has been made by the customer that this isn't necessarily a company that is looking out for their best interests. So that's a small example, but it's another form of neglect because we are using features, technologies that are available to us, but we are not actually communicating to the customer that we are there to take care of them, that we are there for their long-term benefit, that we are there to guide them through a long-term customer journey. A bank should be there to support your financial goals. There shouldn't be a perception there that the bank is trying to take money away from you. The bank is there to help you grow. So 
If some internal policy disallowed the bank from having that type of notification, there may be legal requirements that they may have to adhere to. Who knows? If that's the case, then, then don't even offer the notification feature. Don't even open that door because then you're simply saying we can do this technically, but we can't actually do it the way it benefits you the most, which is the wrong message to send because it's a message of intentional neglect or it can be perceived as a message of intentional neglect. So lazy customer centricity is another category that I see a lot of organizations fall into that is taking steps to enhance your site from how it may have been traditionally established. That is taking steps toward customer centricity, but doing what others are doing. So we're, you have an online store. First thing when you access it and you log in, it pops up, subscribe to our newsletter, get 10% off your next order. Fine. Is that customer centric? I suppose you're giving the customer value. Is that anything new? No, it's not. It's been something that's common for years. So that may be a new enhancement for your site, for your online presence, but it actually didn't give the customer any particular impression that you're trying to distinguish yourself. It's common, it's average, it's lazy. There are better and more innovative ways to enhance your customer uh, ex the customer experience that you can provide. And taking strides to do what others are not doing is easier now than ever because of the customer data intelligence that we have our, that we have at our disposal from the backend improvements that we can now make using data science technologies together with enhanced automation technologies. So surveys, asking customers for ratings. The customer does something online, something pops up. How would you rate your experience with us today? You are supposed to take the time to rate what you just experienced. What does the customer get out of that? You're asking the customer to give their time to you to help you improve your business and not giving anything in return. So we talked about rewardful warmth before proactive accommodation. Those aspects need to be better built in in order for us to improve customer centricity. We want to make an impression on the customer that it's a two-way relationship. So if you want to ask the customer to take the time to rate their experience or to even provide you with feedback, give something in return. Make it concrete. Make the customer feel like it was worth their time. And that also further establishes somewhat of an emotional investment the customer makes with your organization. They've taken the time to help you improve. They've gotten something back. Maybe next time they'll do it again. They'll look for those improvements in the future. It's a positive two-way relationship that that builds, that small step. The lazy customer centricity category is quite broad. It's kind of like organizations, companies plateauing, they're doing what others are doing, they're fine with that, and they become somewhat complacent. And I think that's a very dangerous mindset because there's so much innovation happening. And a lot of that just 
surprises us when it occurs. An organization releases a new online customer experience from the ground up, it's completely different. It took them 12 months to develop and now it's out there. It completely is superior to what you're doing. What are you going to do then? How will you catch up with that when a primary competitor all of a sudden is outperforming you in many ways that are successfully attracting customers away from you? So a lazy customer centricity approach is something that should not be associated with a digital transformation these days. The goal of a digital transformation should be to establish you not on par with others, but to draw from your strengths, to draw from the characteristics of your organization that distinguish you and to put those in the forefront to help set you apart from others in your business domain. That should be the objective wherever possible. The last category, excessive customer centricity, is going too far. Customer centricity can be overmodeled. Organizations can misunderstand the downside of creating customer centric experiences that are either too dramatically different than what the customer was experiencing before and therefore may be confusing and frustrating or simply add enhancements to the customer experience they've had so far that get in the way of the customer being able to actually do what they want to do that clutter the user interface with different types of prompts or additional fields or questions or membership points that, you know, that may not be of relevance to the customer, exceeding warmth, um, that the customer may not want to experience at certain points in the customer journey, communicative warmth that, you know, may be inappropriate for certain types of customers or may be annoying to them, or involving an AI when the customer may not actually realize that they are communicating with an AI and they may end up being disturbed by that. So the goal is to establish balanced customer centricity. I wouldn't put a lot of organizations these days into the excessive category, but when an organization does actually go out and overdo the customer centricity enhancements so that they become excessive, that's just an indication that the customer data intelligence they had to work with was not interpreted properly, that perhaps they did not hire the right customer experience professionals, and that perhaps the enhancements they made should have been phased in. That's always a key aspect to significant enhancements. Give the customer a choice. If you've completely redesigned your user interfaces, if the process for the customer is now different, then ask the customer, do they want to experience that or do they want to follow the traditional approach, which you might want to make available for another six or nine months, and then transition the customer over gently so that it doesn't disrupt their day-to-day -day requirements with your site. Customers sometimes interact with you on an exploratory basis. They have time. They want to learn new things. They want to try new things. It's exciting and positive to them but other customers may not. 
they want to do what they've always done. They don't have time. They have other things going on. So don't bother me with all this new stuff. Let me just do what I need to do. Maybe I'll have time for it later. So that and other ways can mitigate becoming inadvertently excessive and counterproductive with customer centricity enhancements. So customer centricity is something we strive for. It's the reason we collect customer data intelligence. We can do a lot of backend stuff with that data, but it's there for us to truly make positive customer experiences available. And many, many organizations are simply not doing that. I believe that customer centricity right now is still being undervalued, but those organizations that do see the strategic value in it will be organizations that will set themselves apart in digital business markets. So please share your comments. Please share your experiences. You may have had completely different experiences with this. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Follow Thomas on LinkedIn and connect to the Pearson Digital Enterprise Series via social media at www.architura.com community.